This is the run recap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might want to cut all that out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, how uh, you been? How many days you've been up to the mountain so far? Oh, I'm not counting, but I'm uh, pretty sure I'm at twelve. Wow, is there snow? Not really. No, <laughs> that's what it looked like. You, <laughs> you posted that that cool video of your uh, the um, what do you call that? The rail, the um, the the pole jam, the rail. The, the pole jam, the pole, yeah. the 180 off the pole jam. Oh, yeah. that's so sick. Isn't that so good? That's I've so been wanting, much fun. Well, and like, uh, I've struggled with like, uh, like my back ones, I've, you know, I've done thousands of them at this point, but right. off a regular jump, it is not a trick I've got down at all. And trying to land switch on, um, on a man-made landing is really hard for mm-hmm. me. So it's like getting yeah. that weight downhill and matching when I'm switch is really difficult. And then especially- You end up just- do you end up just slipping off your nose? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I land yeah. way too way too back on well, my switch tail, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And then especially doing the backside ones because you land blind. So then mm-hmm. I don't know how to match the angle, so that gets even harder too. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So anyway, but it's been something I've been wanting. Like I need to get that down. I need to do – and I want that trick real bad off bigger and bigger things. And uh, yeah, so yesterday I was – Roll and so it's been in my head. I've just been like thinking there are two tricks this year that I want to get that one and both. I was not sure I would get there, but I want that late 180 so I can jump off blind, looking backwards, mm-hmm. do something in the air, then rotate, then land. And meaning yeah. either a grab or like last year when I was jumping over the tree, we had the tree took off on one spot and then you had a branch here, so take off. And then last year is in my head of like go off tail tap it then backside 180 and land yeah 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 and so anyway so it's been in my head all summer it was this like missed opportunity like i had slushy days i could have done it it would have been fine you know and so yeah. anyway so this year it's like that's one of them that i want to get this down all over the place i'm just gonna and i've got the opportunity now where they're building the park teeny because there's no snow Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it's not right. a bad time to try that stuff. It's perfect. It's all really little, and the park is so fun right now. It is. I had some of the most fun snowboarding yesterday I've had in a long time, and <laughs> it's just park lab. There's nowhere uh, else to go. There's nothing else to do. But the park is right. dialed and small, so it's just this cool little yeah. stuff everywhere. And um, anyway, so is that one. The other one though is. Um, is getting a tame dog off a of feature. So that's a a front flip over the nose. <laughs> <laughs> what's it called a tame dog a tame dog with an yeah. m so yeah tame okay. dog is when you go when you do a front flip straight over the nose so there's no mm-hmm. yeah so you're not rotating with your body you're ro- ro- rotating sideways yeah. right over gotcha. and then yeah and a wildcat's the reverse that's when you go straight over your tail closer to what you do but so... you rotate halfway through a little bit yeah, I, I I twist a little bit. Um, would so with the tame dog, you said you want to do over a feature. So I want to over feature. More than that, I want to jump off and I want to hit my tail really hard on a feature, then front flip. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I so right now about. there's a takeoff and there's a mushroom in the middle, like a metal okay. mushroom, and then the landing. Yeah. And, and I couldn't, I just didn't have the guts yesterday to add that one into, I should have, cause yeah. I was just feeling the flow and everything was all there and everything, but I want to pop up and maybe it might come if to, if it's slushy tomorrow, I'm going to at least try one. So take yeah, off for sure. 
and then hit the tail really hard on the on the mushroom and then you grab underneath your hamstrings as you rotate mm-hmm. so you throw your front arm real hard grab underneath your hamstrings to get tight and just roll forward yep and okay. hope for the that best so but if it's slushy it's a pretty low risk thing i just get you know me i've just always been scared going over my head hold on one second it's telling me that we're not recording for some reason. But I see the countdown on my end. It says it's recording. Yeah. And I try to record. It doesn't. Okay. All right. Well, I'm recording in two places. Okay. So as long as you're recording, I should be fine. Okay. I didn't well, push we'll, a record we'll button, push but I do see the red thing with numbers. Yep. I, so. I push a record button. So if I'm not, okay. if we're not recording, that's okay because my vocals are at least recording on my Got end. Got it. Okay, scrap all that. Um, yeah, that's one of the tricks, especially with the tail tap going into it. Sounds of uh, sounds like so much fun. And I think you got to bonk the tail hard to get that forward momentum. So that's the goal is like yeah. not jump too high. I need to hammer that thing into the feature. Yeah, you'd, and you'd then have go. to. But Man. again, I think if it's a slushy day, I th- it's it is actually pretty low risk. You know, worst case, I roll hmm. over and I'm laying there on the ground. You know. But, well, and you land on your back a little bit, you know, like because you're going to be all kind of hunched in and grabbing your hamstrings, you're not going over your head as much as you're going over like your shoulders. Yeah. And so if you come right? up shy, I'll roll across my shoulders. If I come up, uh, if I go a little further than that and I go up shy, well, I'll land on my side, my board will hit and I'll stop, right? But right. it's not like a backflip where if you catch your nose, you've now stopped rotation. And like I know guys that have uh, broken their femur by under rotating a backflip, you know, because yeah. that nose I caught d- while they were hucking hard, you know. I did that um I don't remember how man my my gauge of time is so off like, I have no idea when things happened um a couple of years ago three or seven um I was at Stevens and they have back then they've changed the jump layout in the past couple of years but they've had uh you go up to the train park and you'd have these like five four or five roller mm-hmm. kickers that are like you know at Mount Spokane the the last jump at um in the main park not when you go down towards the backside but the last jump before that yeah it's about the starting one is that big yeah so it's real tall so, it's only about a 30 footer but real tall and real popular. yeah so it's it's that one and then progressively five feet for every next one sure but they just they're they're built so well that it's it's fine like you don't even think about it as yeah. long as you clear the gap on the first one you're set up for all the others it's about eight and, years ago i rolled through that yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. probably when it was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? two, two, two or eight years ago. Right, two or eight years. And I haven't, I mean, I haven't been snowboarding a ton, but enough. And I flipped, I'd flipped a couple. And, but man, I caught my, my, I don't know why, if I wasn't, I don't remember it very well, if I wasn't coming up very fast or if I thought I had more time or something, but man, I caught my nose. Mm-hmm. coming back in so i Oof. rotated and was a little bit shy caught my nose and just bam to face plant and now i it, no, not a bad injury but man that's not a has such a sucky feeling one well, of the potential for injury with that hit again because your whole body's moving one way and now you just now everything's moving the opposite way and yeah. pretty harshly like that is the potential yeah. for injury and that's pretty high yeah yeah but that's i haven't had very many injury or not injuries i haven't had I haven't missed very many backflips over mm-hmm. the years. Like that one, and I think maybe like one or two others in intentional backflips. I've missed 
I've missed a couple accidental backflips. You didn't miss your first one. <laughs> well, I mean, I caught my board a little bit. The before board hit I first. You didn't miss slipped it. Slipped <laughs> out and smacked my head. Man, speaking of head injuries, that's the one where uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know how long I was laying there for. I don't think it was all that long, but I rem- I remember waking up. Yeah. And scrambling to get off the mountain as fast as I could because I was worried ski patrol was going to come or someone was going to land on top of me or something. Right. But I remember like, just like jerking up. I'm like, oh, God, get off. Like, get well, off the mountain. Or get in off the, the setup, here, I'll go ahead and get my memory of what happened. Yeah, so, yeah. first of all, icy day. And what was there, like our fourth year snowboarding? Third, fourth, yeah, but, something no, like that? No, it was number uh, It was number 11 times up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was was I still skiing year. back then? I must have still been yeah. skiing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and Luke was, up with, Luke was up with us that day, too. I think so. Yeah, because I think he kind of did the same thing. Yeah, actually, I don't know if he was there or not. He, he, I, I don't remember. He, I'm he pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, icy day. We don't know what we're doing. And all we knew is, like, we mm-hmm. love hitting jumps. So we just hit jumps no matter what. It was a dumb yeah. day to hit jumps. And yeah, if we was. were up there now on that same day we wouldn't go anywhere near the park like what's the point yeah. of doing that like we're just gonna no. go get hurt doing little things you know yeah and uh but it was an icy day and we were just stoked that we get to hit jumps and it's not concrete when you land you know and right. ice is a little better than concrete you know at least just slide and yeah. you'll lose skin you know yeah. but um yeah so we went up and you and we hadn't really seen anyone hit the jump at that point no we had no that was a- i think that was after you no, no, no. Was that before? I know what you're talking about. It was before because okay. that's why I was scrambling to get up. But also, and we, we still hit. It. We'd seen other kids hit. So here's the problem. So here's what I remember, and you can you can interrupt me. We were going up the lift, and we saw the skier take this jump. Now this jump was this before uh, Silver knew how to make their jumps, right? And yeah. so it was a big hill with a cat track in the middle, and they made the jump a little bit before the cat track, and so you the had to clear. A tiny bit of cat clear track. was probably only like 15 feet or something. Right, right. No, but the landing, anything. But I think the landing was, was like 50. Huge. It was a massive huge. landing. It was a hill. It was just the end of the just hill. Just the rest of the had. mountain. Yeah. And so we saw this skier. We're on the lift. Saw the skier just launch it and clear the entire hill and land on the flat and go splat. It and had then to have not been move. 60 foot drop. Had to have been. Had to have been a 60 foot drop. Been. To and he didn't, flat. And he didn't slide. That's what was crazy nope. to me is that he hit, splat, and didn't move at all. There's no like hit and then you slide down the rest or any momentum. It was just bam. He dropped done. so far that his forward motion had stopped. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he was falling for so long. <laughs> and then he didn't move the entire time we were on the lift. Then we took a run around, didn't go yeah. through the park, went back yeah. up the lift. And he's still there. And ski patrol was he still there? Got, yeah. So this was like oh. probably easily 30 minutes later. We're going oh, up man. the lift. Ski patrol finally got to him. He's still laying in the exact same position as when we saw him the first time. Like who knows what yeah. happened to him. Then Dude. after seeing all that, we're like, hey, let's go hit that jump. You know, because no, that guy's an probably in-between, an idiot. Though. Okay. What's the in-between? <laughs> there's an in-between. But also, I think he died. Hey. I don't think I don't remember the helicopter coming up. Maybe they don't. I don't have any do. evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. There's no way to know that. You know, he never moved. 
He never moved. As far he as I moved. know, he died on the spot right there. Yeah. Um, no, so here, here's why I took the jump after that is we were going up the lift maybe a couple times after that, and I saw these kids around my age or so, maybe younger, taking the jump, and they weren't getting to the downhill so they couldn't clear the flats so they're right. going and going off and landing flat and then going down the hill and i'm like i can do better than that especially I've been seven yeah. times and in that era that was really normal to see like no probably 75 yeah. percent of the guys in the park can't even get to the landing and right. you don't see as much anymore since they build multiple parks and stuff but yeah at yeah. the time that was just completely normal yeah, at, at that and in that era, you had a you could really easily get a false sense of ego and think you're really really good just because the parks weren't very good and there were so many people up there. <laughs> like, if you could, I get... can clear a landing. I must be amazing. <laughs> if you could get to the landing, it was not abnormal that you were the best snowboarder on the mountain in the park yeah. for that type of riding. Exactly. Like I was not abnormal. Like I'm the best here today, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I can get to the landing, and man, if you rotate. It's like you're, yeah. yeah, you can, you're yeah. really good. You're at on it. another level. You should be on competitions. You have one trick. Yeah. <laughs> Which at the time, I, pros were spinning 540s. Right. So yeah. that wasn't wrong necessarily. Like, no, that right. it was, you know, people were still figuring out how to do it and boards were not forgiving back then at all. So, yeah. yeah. That era is still, I mean, not that year, but like kind of that era <laughs> when we were going a ton was the only time I've actually ever spun a 540 and kind mm. of rode off mm-hmm. with minimal hand drag. Um, no, but I saw those kids going off and I'm like, I can go better than that. And this jump is, even for a small gap, a 15 foot gap, it was built terribly. Just yeah. huge, huge lip, not not much lead up. It was like a a kicker, right? When it and went so downhill just, to uphill. So it was because they built yeah. the wedge, the takeoff in the middle of the hill. So you were going downhill right. and all of a sudden now you're going uphill. So there was no like exactly. down, flat, get ready, up, and then go as they build them all now. It was just, yeah. I'm down, now I'm up. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so not knowing anything, I took it from, you know, probably at least twice as high as anybody else was doing because I'm like, Oh, I need the speed. I can do it. And then kicked me backwards immediately. Just like feet up in front of my face right away. Yeah. And luckily I had the wherewithal to throw my head back. I'm like, Oh, like I remember thinking very clearly, Oh, I'm going backwards. I need, I need to complete this rotation in some way. You know, I had done enough, like jumping off trees and backflips on Hills to know that, the, that I was in a dangerous position. So I'm like, okay, just throw, throw my head, see what happens. Try to get to my feet or my stomach or something. Yeah. And so I threw my head back and came around. And when I, I remember seeing the ground when it came around and was thinking, I'm still 10 feet up. That's a problem. <laughs> like I'm about to do like a one and a half back. And so I pushed my back leg out as hard as I could to catch my tail. And I caught a little bit of my tail, which probably saved me to be honest. Probably. And then that, flipped me back onto my head and then i remember opening my eyes and thinking oh no ski patrol is gonna have to come now i better get up as fast as i can yeah well that's what you want to ski patrol you guys yeah let's get moving (laughs) um so what i watched happen from that is you were going up and the the also the wedge on that thing because it was icy and again they didn't maintain parks at all back Mm -hmm. then um yeah geez they barely do now over at that mountain still like they don't have much of a crew you know (laughs) so but um the it was rutted out like crazy, so it was icy yeah. and rutted out. And so I saw you catch your heel side edge mm. at the lip. So not only was yeah. it kind of throwing you back anyway, but then it full on just caught. 
And so, yeah, yeah so one be. side you stopped and it threw and you were like flying. <laughs> you roll, if I remember right, you rolled the windows down like once, then committed to the yeah. flip. You were like, okay. try to straighten yeah. it. Nope, we're going. And yeah. just hucked back and got it around. Yeah. And then the board touched and then it just blew up. You know? <laughs> for a second. Do you do you remember how long I was out for? Or did no, it seem like I was out at all? No, it was no, it didn't seem like you were out at all. No, so it was just oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, you hit and then yeah, and I don't think you even let it like slide to a stop. I, I do believe you oh, popped okay. up before you were done moving. Yeah. So there, but there you might have been a... moving sliding for a while though, you know. <laughs> yeah. that I I do know I was out for at least like a second. Like the lights went out for because I remember like vividly opening my eyes, I'm like, oh get to the get to the group as fast as you can. Yeah. Like, so the, the no one thinks I'm I'm hurt or whatever. And then, but yeah, I actually, now that I think about it, you still heard the chairlift cheer. So I wasn't out for that long. Right. Yeah, exactly. People are stoked. <laughs> so stoked. And that was back. That was, that was the beginning of my pink hat days. And so uh -huh. everyone knew the rest of the day on the mountain. They, yep. they knew me as the backflip kid. There's the backflip kid. <laughs> You've been called the backflip kid since your seventh day snowboarding or whatever. Ever. ever yeah. Since. But that was and, always, yeah. The, so I was just talking to somebody about that. Um, this was talking to uh, Katrin, my boss up on Mount Spokane, and uh, mm -hmm. and she was talking about. I was telling her like the park is so much fun right now because it's kind of like yeah. the only fun thing on the mountain because again there's no snow, yeah. but um, and they are <laughs> plowing snow from everywhere to keep it in the park. So yeah, yeah, I've you know that. because that's what you got going for you. So we're gonna stay open. This is what you got to do. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, so I was talking about, she's like, man, I just can't, I can't get comfortable. She's like, I can drop cliffs. I can do pillow lines. I can do this stuff and I can't do a man-made jump. It just scares me half to death. It doesn't work. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to her about it, about like, man, when I first started my whole, the whole time I've been skiing and snowboarding, it's been the opposite. Like mm -hmm. the first thing I knew how to do, as soon as I went off a jump was like, oh, this all makes sense now. I, you know, yeah. I understand as soon as I get in the air, I understand what's happening. And, yeah. uh, but on the ground was the problem, especially when I started right. snowboarding. Cause try, when you first couple of days, trying to figure out how to get from one edge to the other, how to turn, if you don't know how oh, to yeah. turn, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. It's super no. tough. And, um, yeah. And so I remember, yeah, even my first day, my first time snowboarding, you and I traded skis and snowboards. Yeah. in 1999 maybe 2000 something like that somewhere in there yeah somewhere in there we would do and that periodically for a while yeah yeah and i would i used my hands to get from one edge to the other so it's like on one edge oh, really? like, so i'm like on my toes and i shove off with my hand off my toes to get onto my heels the other way and then i just get <laughs> low again and push the other way because like i can't figure out how to get from one side to the other at all like every time i just lean over i face plant so yeah apparently i gotta <laughs> shove myself to the other one so i do that but aim myself at a jump and as soon as i get in the air i'm like oh yeah this feels great i like this and then i then i land I'm like oh crap now we're back to snowboarding again <laughs> i don't know what i'm yeah. doing anymore <laughs> yeah, like... i remember you you describing it back then as like snowboarding is really easy it's just like a series of jumps and as you long as you're in the air, the time. it's not hard when you're in the air. It's when you're on the ground that's the problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I remember having, I remember having like, I mean, uh, nightmare is the wrong word, or PTSD is maybe more accurate, of coming down for the first, I don't know, year or two, coming down the mountain in the car and worried about catching your edge. Oh, totally. Yeah, Just I remember that, that too. Because you had caught your edge so many times those first yep. few days, and it was so sudden, and you felt like you had no control over it at all that you were like... 
oh no like like the car's going around the corner lean 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 hard the car, yeah. the wheels are going to catch we're all just going <laughs> to flip down across the road or something i wonder if it is that does it actually hit because the stress levels have got i mean i don't have that much memory of it anymore real honestly yeah. but the stress levels are so high when you're beginning and you are you're yeah. just randomly just getting the snot beat out of you well, you know you're yeah. going along you think everything's fine and then all of a sudden your face is in the ground, you know? And, uh, geez, I was riding with Jason once we were coming down and this is like, uh, probably like my third year. So I'm really good now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I felt well, like, like a prof- uh, basically a professional. Basically a professional. Point. More than anything, I just knew I liked going really fast. And so right. we are flying down Mount Spokane down, uh, we're straight shooting it and, uh, down chair one, like just okay. full on just yeah. seeing how fast can we go and uh came over some rollers and i came over a roller and it kind of went to my toes and i had to adjust came over another roller and caught my heel edge and again so like oh. i don't know it felt like 60 back that you know it was probably 40 or something like that you know but anyway <laughs> right. but i was going going really fast and then wait i'm back in my head you know slam into the ground oh and my uh gosh yeah probably concussion you know again we're oh for sure well, we're talking about head injuries these days, so man, <laughs> you start is... thinking through how often. Like, there's no way I didn't have a concussion after that. Yeah, I mean, with all the the head injuries I've had, none of them have been severe, seemingly. But snowboarding, learning, catching your edge has got to be up there with the worst. Like, yeah, because because it's so sudden and there's no opportunity to catch yourself. It's just mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're riding, you're thinking you're great. Oh, you're kind of off balance, and then smack. Now the as blessing hard of that ever could is that you don't then catch yourself because you don't have time, which means then you don't break your right. arm, you don't break your wrist, that kind of thing. It's true. You know, those yeah. usually happen in yeah. the slower falls. The quick ones, at least you just, I don't know. At least you just ruin your head and you don't ruin your arm. You know, like that's yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's, that's yeah, of course, that's probably better. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, your head, it's, 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 it's built to take impact, right? Yeah. But we got that hard thing around the brain yeah, right. so we, that we, we can a, hit it hard. It's a built-in helmet, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, I think there, there might be somewhere in my subconscious that still, that maybe thinks that my skull is a built-in helmet. It's possible. I think you do. I think I've come around to, I've been convinced otherwise by this point, you know, and uh, yeah. I think you still hang we'll on see. to that a little bit. I might, I might. We'll see. Give me a couple years. Maybe I'll, I'll adapt my, my way of thinking. Well, uh, just so you know, if you ever start skateboarding with a helmet, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> you do you. No problem. I'm not even going to bring it up. Just, okay. you know, that's it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say be positive or negative. Okay. I know that's all negative incentives, so I'm just gonna leave it alone. Okay. I won't even I won't say anything. I'll comment yeah. on whatever trick you do. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. I don't know why I have such a hang up about snowboarding, I don't have as much of a hang up on. I think if I if I were going a lot and riding hard, I think I'd I'm sure I'd wear a helmet on. They make really them so care. good now that it's more convenient yeah. than anything. Um also okay. I use it a lot to break through branches when I'm riding tight trees. Hey, hey there we it's go. It's kinda handy. I mean it's really a I mean well, this goes into the whole helmet conversation, too, that people always have. Yeah. So the stats show, I mean, first of all, helmets obviously help ahead in most impacts. There are outliers, kind of like wearing a seatbelt, right? There's There are yeah, times right. that it'd be that people are saved because they didn't put a seatbelt on. But those are the minority. <laughs> you know, the majority yeah, are yeah, seatbelts do help you. And um, so same thing, helmets for the most impacts, better, to, better that you had a helmet on or not. But there are weird falls where a helmet has 
injured someone more than that. But what the stats yeah. show is with increased helmet wearing, the head injuries then also increase. And uh, you're taking more risks, right? That's what they believe. I don't know if that's all been sorted out or not. So that's yeah. just what that stat is. But the obvious thing is like, well, there's no way the helmet actually is causing more injuries. But your reaction to wearing the helmet makes you behave differently. Just like I just said, where, oh, I got a helmet on. I guess I'll use my head to break through these branches. <laughs> where with a hat on, there's no way I'm doing that. Right? <laughs> that's, that's stupid, I you know? I would do the exact same thing. I mean, it's it's no different than when you're snowboarding with, you just have a lot of layers on, so you feel this a little bit of insulation and a little bit of padding. And yeah. so when you're riding through trees, you just like, oh, there's a snowy branch. I'm sure I can just plow through that and it'll be fine. And then 99% of times you can, and then a couple times it knocks you on your ass and you don't make it through. And Didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't you go to push through one that didn't move and it tore your jacket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up like on you, Spokane. Sometimes you think they're bendy and they're not bendy. Like, cause you get so used no. to the branches bending. You're just kind of moving through, especially when they get tight. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hit one that was like, Oh, that didn't move at all. No, it, it, it threw me on my back so hard. <laughs> my jacket was ripped up and but it's the same concept. Like oh, I have this padding. I feel pretty good. And then you, no, you, you don't. So the helmet's the same thing. I blast through it with my yeah. head. <laughs> no right. Problem. Yeah, it's but, fine. With snow snowboarding, I'm not. I don't. I don't feel as opposed to wearing a helmet as I do with skateboarding, and I don't know why that is. I, really I think there's a culture. Uh, there's a cultural thing there, you know. And um, yeah, actually, and, and it's interesting that because uh, board sports, of course, are all basically we're all just trying to be surfers, right? Is what's really happening. <laughs> Surfing happened, probably, and then we're like, and then you know, it progressed to then skateboarding because waves went bad and a drought in California, right? Like that's. Yeah. And then skateboarding developed in what it is now, where it has more of that surf style and all of that. And then, and then it progressed to, oh, we could do this on the snow too, you know? Yeah. And so how do we do that? And then wakeboarding, same thing. It's like, okay, well, I don't have an ocean, but I got a boat. So, you know, yeah. and, but we're all basically just surfers. And so I think the culture seems to move that way. And, mm -hmm. and, it, and it changes with each variation, of course, probably a little bit depending on how protective you need to be over the places you go. Yeah. And so it's too easy for things to be overcrowded. And like what I know of surfing is those spots can get, well, geez, the videos I've seen too, just is can get so overcrowded that if you know of a spot that's not crowded, it makes sense that you don't want anyone to know about it. And then, oh, of course. Yeah. and skateboarding turned into the same type of thing. It's a little bit different, but if you got a spot mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, especially because skateboarding so often we're doing things, not as much now that skate parks exist, but before skate parks, um, most of the skateboarding we we're doing was illegal one way or another. Right. So if yeah. you have a hundred people all of a sudden show up to a spot, you don't get to skateboard there anymore. You know, cops. Are well, and if coming. you, if you look at current video parts, that's still the case. I mean like, yeah, mm -hmm. the majority of kids skateboarding are still going to go to parks now because they're available. Right. But if you're looking at like good skaters or people trying to get, you know, footage for, yeah. for, uh, sponsor me tapes or, or, uh, as part for some video, they're going somewhere they're not supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're doing, yeah, especially in the street world and then with the, and then now all the street skaters are starting to like go downhill too. And yeah, once again, right. they're like, they're blasting these hills in San Francisco, you uh, know, and like those videos are crazy. Oh geez, man. I saw one just the other day of a guy yeah, blasting through this thing. And you know, of course on a regular skateboard, like they don't have any hope of slowing. You just got to hope the road's clear and man, no. he hit a car so hard. It was just oh, man. <laughs> demolished him. Yeah. And, uh, there's, all, yeah. there's only so much power sliding you can do on those kind of steep hills. Yeah. Well, when it gets steep enough, like you've done, you don't have done enough of that. It gets steep enough on hard wheels that you go into a mm -hmm. slide and you don't slow down. No, you <laughs> you're don't. just going just as fast. 
now just uncontrolled because you can't steer. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you start you, a little bit of control. Not right, much though. Bit. But even yeah. when you're going straight on a traditional board, again, you hit like around 20 miles an hour plus. Uh, you're not really steering then either. You know, a yeah. little bit of movement. Those wheels are breaking loose. You know, you're just you're kind of just hanging on. What you've put right. in motion is just happening now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason the the skateboarding. Because I only, I mean, I don't really skateboard anywhere except for the bowl, you know, right. any any bowl or small park that I go to. And the person I ride mostly with over here, Kevin, he he has worn a helmet as long as I've known him. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like it's a stigma around here anymore. Yeah. But in my head, I just, like, I don't know, it's a lot of, I gotta go get one and I gotta buy one. And I just sure. like, I'm not, in my head, I'm not doing anything that dangerous. I'm not risking that much anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm not like trying brand new tricks. If I go to the vert ramp out here, mm-hmm. um, West, West Seattle has a private full size 13 and a half foot uh, vert ramp. And if I go there, I completely pad up like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. But, it, my bowl, I'm like, I'm fine. Like, well, most part, you're doing wrong. the same thing you've been doing for years, right? But it is then, but you never know when something just hits a little weird, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Ex- and if oh, you're not yeah, falling absolutely. regularly, you'd stop remembering how to fall in a safe way. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that, the, well, just notoriously, like a little pebble, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how often a little pebble, you, you know, you scoped it out even ahead of time. Even sometimes we even swept the bowl ahead of time. And yeah. then there was still a little thing there that you didn't see, and all of a sudden your board stops, <laughs> and you're yeah. flying forward. I mean, that's how I broke my wrist really bad. Um, like ten years ago, out here was wasn't a pebble, but it was some kids had drawn a a mural of chalk across the entire flat bottom, mm. and so I was I was riding what I thought was slow enough and timid enough, but apparently was still too fast, and I went to go. I went through the flat and went to go into a corner and leaned just ordinarily, probably fine, but mm-hmm. sooner than I should have considering all the dust that had built up and my wheels just slipped out and my yeah. hand went right into the wall and like dislocated Ish. and broke a bone. And like, it was just, yeah, from a carve, I was carving a corner, yeah. you know, like right. just was splat. Just doing something you can do in your sleep. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. So, but I even feel, but in skateboarding, I've been, I've been wearing a helmet skateboarding since like when we really got into it, that's been a really Mm -hmm. long time. And, uh, but there is still, there is a cultural thing about it. Right. So if I put it on, then I feel like I need to be in the big bowl, not the little bowl. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, I gotta, I gotta be on, you know, nine foot plus. Yeah. If I'm riding three footers, I should probably take it back off. You know, know, isn't that weird that, that, societal pressure but almost like just individual pressure that we feel from that. right i mean there's no way anyone actually there is putting that pressure on me or anything no. like that and also like i'm 43 i don't feel that pressure yeah. off other people anymore that's just and for me ex- you know it's expected you're you're mm-hmm. we've transitioned to the old guys at the park and yeah. so old guys yeah, we should be padded up right yeah that's yeah. what we do <laughs> totally normal right i'm surprised i don't have wrist guards on right like that is yeah, that's exactly. really normal you know Exactly. Like a lot of times the old guys, they've broken their wrist enough. I'm like, yeah, hey, I put wrist guards on. I'm not an yeah. idiot. You know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want, I need to be able to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So. Oh man. All, all this to say, this is why we should just stick to running. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't do as much for you as instantly. I think that's what, um, me and Christy and I were talking the other day. And, uh, so the question was actually, I, here's, here's the question for you. Cause Okay. It's a little bit harder of a question than you think. Um, okay. What always makes you happy? 
Uh, let me rephrase oh, that. Oh, interesting. What okay. always puts a smile on your face? Always. Oh, Every gotcha. time. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Because the go-to is, of course, what I wanted to say immediately was, oh, my kids. Right? Yeah. And, uh, oh, hang on. But no, not. There we go. I'm back. But, but not, not every time. Not every time. Sometimes that's super stressful. Sometimes we're dealing yeah. with stuff. Sometimes right. they're having a rough day and giving you a hard time with it, right? Other yeah, times it's the exactly. best thing in the world, right? But, yeah, uh, right. you know, I've heard having kids more described as like, it just increased the emotion, right? So wherever your mm-hmm. lows were, now you can go yeah. a lot lower. And wherever your highs were, they go a lot <laughs> higher, you know? So yeah, like I used yeah. to, my emotions used to get to be here. Now they're out here, you yeah. know? And, um, Anyway, and so you get to experience way more of both ends, but it's not always, not instant. Man. Yeah, I, I would say there's nothing that puts, a, but that puts a smile on my face or makes me happy every single time I do it because yeah. it's it's managing uh, expectations a lot of times. Because like, like going for a run, working out, skateboarding, spending time with Elise, whatever it is, could be... Uh, if I am expecting it to go a certain way and then it's not like, well, I'll take the easy one skateboard. And if I'm like, Oh, I want to go and skate cause I have the time let's go do it. And it's just not working. Yeah. Like, you know, for whatever reason, for hand tons of reasons, it might not be working very well. And like, Nope, this is not putting a smile on my face. And I'm having to like be present in the moment to, okay, just relax, have fun. We're just carving. Like we're not trying anything. Oh, I should really yeah. try this though. I should chew this, go up this wall and really hit this, this trick. No, no, no. I'm just carving. I'm having fun. Sure. Right. I'm having fun. Stop it. I'm having fun. <laughs> and you just, it's just not fun. And so I don't, yeah, yeah. I did you come up with an answer? I, so I can't both think of, of us came up with the same answer. It's a little more out of the box rather than like a specific okay. activity or person or anything like that. Mm. But we, what we both simultaneously basically felt was no, an adrenaline rush does. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So if you can put yourself in a position that's an adrenaline rush, even if, you know, and when we were younger, we would do this all the time and mm-hmm. go and maybe push a little too scary just to guarantee it happens. Then <laughs> as we get older, yeah. You don't want to guarantee an adrenaline rush because you are pushing your limits then. But every time you get into a position where it's yeah. like you get that, you know, especially if it's outside too, if you can get adrenaline rush outdoors, yeah. like, no, I come away smiling every single time, even in, yeah. even in the circumstances that's been like, okay, that was stupid, you know? Yeah. And yeah, okay. still okay. Actually, you walk, you go away giggling, you know? Yeah, no, that that's good. I, it, adrenaline will do it. Doing something in creating something actively creating something creating a piece of music creating um i don't know do, doing something creative and being in the moment with that that will always put a smile on my face um accomplishing something yeah so a trick a uh, uh overcoming a fear i'm really scared of jumping off this thing i'm gonna jump off the thing anyway you know, mm-hmm. like some like yeah, so like which isn't always adrenaline. Sometimes it's adrenaline, but sometimes that's not. Sometimes that's just get getting out of your own way, right? Sure. Yeah, that's interesting though. That's a tough question. Yeah, but anyway, but for me, that's that's what hits all the time, and then I use that as you know, that is my, you know, uh, antidepressant, and you know, yeah. and all that. It always it has been for years, and then I've found other things that just are less uh, possibilities of injuries as I've gotten older yeah. that also work. Maybe they don't work quite as guaranteed, but I also don't get injured as much. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I have a good amount of people over here to go do the things that 
can get my adrenaline up. Right. You yeah. know, like, cause if I skateboarding to get my adrenaline up, I gotta be pushed to my limits, which I don't really have the time to do to be mm-hmm. competent enough to do that. And that's really the only place where I'm around people that can push me. Right. Everything else is just, I don't know. I'm just, I just don't have that, that type of a uh, connection over here. For know, sure. To, well, and then that is that again, that where exercise and running. Yeah. It's not, it's never an adrenaline rush. But yeah. it does still get those things. It does It does still get you there. But it's not as guaranteed, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, those other things it, are guaranteed. But this is like, no, but it's it's healthy. You're doing a lot of good things for yourself. And Well, and like I've said before, you never leave a run or a workout with regret. You know, I heard that was what you and Brian were talking about. And yeah. uh, I... Do you, do you disagree with that? <laughs> I actually... I was listening to that and like, you know what? I think most people feel that way. I think that you're right on. Really? I think most people relate to that. And like, that yeah, is yeah. not the case. for It is most of the time. Okay. But there are some bad runs that stand out that like, no, that you're was like, awful. I wish I wouldn't have done that. I should not have done that. I should not have been really? out here. I was not in the right place for this. I was having a really hard time, you know? And... Wow. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's got to be... A rough spot but man sometimes you know it's almost like especially on a long run and if you're by yourself your brain goes places and usually it's a really really good thing and it sorts stuff out and all that yeah and uh but yeah but there's been a couple runs in the last i mean i can think of two in the last year where i wasn't in a good mental place for it and as my brain was trying to sort through some things it piled on and combined with a few other things too to where like i couldn't do it and felt horrible felt bad about myself felt like i'll (laughs) never be able to run again what's even the point of any of this i'm clearly just getting out of shape as i'm trying to work harder and you know and like that whole you know the failure run is the one that like i just wasn't in the right place for i wasn't strong enough then i probably needed a nap (laughs) <laughs> and instead yeah, because naps right, just yeah. ruined my days so instead of going taking a nap i went for yeah. a run and i should have been smarter not done that i didn't have the energy for it shouldn't have, you know now because i'm not in a good mental yeah. place to begin with i'm not in a good physical place to handle this you know because i'm just <laughs> sleep deprived and you go out and push it anyway and then you well not even push i'm not even gonna push on purpose i'm gonna go out and run yeah. nine minute miles and i'm gonna go get 10 miles in or something like that because i just need you know because i feel like my head's not in a good spot a long run's gonna do the trick go out and do that and you know and yeah i had one we talked about before but i had one run and i had four miles left and i can't run anymore like i just can't do it you know so i I walked all the way back to my car (laughs) yeah man i've never experienced that i've never had i called nikki and was like yeah (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me can you help me through this i'm in the woods by myself and i'm sad (laughs) you know Oh, that sounds terrible. It was, it was, I mean, it stands out because it was like that specific run was the worst ever. But I, again, off the top of my head, I can think of three more that all went pretty similar where I got, yeah, like three miles in felt great. And then something switched about a half mile after that. And then like, well, I got to get back now somehow, but I'm not feeling it today at all. And then to have that empathy for yourself to just be like, okay, it's just where you're at right now. It's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that's, that'd be the, the thing to grow with instead oh, for I'm sure. just i'm in the middle of the run so i'm tired too because i've been running and everything and i just sometimes on those ones just get harder on myself instead mm-hmm. I'm like oh geez buddy you can't even do this right come on that's so horrible well and i mean the, those lessons learned often don't come around until you know 
that doesn't happen right away or in the moment, you know, if you, oh, for sure. if you are, are working with a coach, you know, or a trainer or something, they can sometimes get you to at least intellectually recognize that in the moment yeah. or yep. short, or right afterwards. But it, it, even then you it's going to take a little while for acceptance to sit in right? yeah. of, of yeah. okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to actively learn from this moment and these feelings and this emotion but yeah you're just you're not gonna be feeling great after so i I think the the thing that i've learned to to do so i don't end up there because it's just such a miserable experience Mm -hmm. so what i started to do instead was to set my expectations for what i'm going to do ahead of time okay i'm going on this run this is the purpose of this run you know the purpose Mm -hmm. is you know on that particular one my purpose should have been i just want to be in the woods for an hour and a half yeah I don't care how far I go. I don't even care if I actually run. Maybe I walk. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just look at pretty trees or something, you know, and yeah. that's fine, you know, but set, what is the expectation? What am I trying to do? Okay. I'm obviously too tired to get a good workout and that's not the point. I do need to get my blood moving. I do need fresh air, but who cares what actually happens here? And instead, yeah. you know, I remember on that particular one I was going and like, I had a tougher time up a hill than I should have because I was in better shape than that. And I'm in just weird thoughts of like. Am I not in as good a shape as I thought I was? Am I yeah. going downhill? You know, and like none of that was true. Yeah, yeah. It was just right. in my head at the moment. And like, but had I set, um, you know, kind of boundaries for myself as far as what's, what am I actually trying to accomplish here? Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to run that hill fast. That wasn't the point. I'm not out here to do that, you know? Right. And so I've tried to be more like that. You know, sometimes I'm following an actual training plan where this is the plan for today is what I'm doing. And that's yeah. nice. But I'm not on that, at least making a decision ahead of time what's the purpose you know is today yeah. a pr day if you're not feeling a pr day don't go and try and do a pr if i'm not feeling or, like i can do a pr or you or you do and you just don't tell yourself you're doing it <laughs> up here and and you tell yourself oh we're just chilling we're just chilling run faster we're just chilling but also run faster can you do that <laughs> i do that all the time you do <laughs> it's so it's so stupid it's so dumb. I go out and I'm like, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get a, 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 you know, a fast mile that I haven't done in years, and I, but, oh, but I'm just gonna, I, but not really. I'm just gonna go run, <laughs> and then in the back of my head, also I'm gonna try to run the fastest mile I've done in, in three years. Yeah. But just run, just chill, just relax, and then, yeah. and then you're coming back, you're like push, push, push. It's harder, fine. Faster. It's, it's you fine. Know? You're not really doing it. You're not really doing it. It's okay. It's fine. It doesn't Maybe matter. A it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Go faster. Push. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter, but it is entirely who you are right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> your, entire worth, you your entire worth depends on how, what time you get in yeah. the next 30 seconds. <laughs> so uh, so here's my version of that same thing, because I, I, I don't do that often. But uh, if I am going to do what I think is going to be a fast run, I sandbag myself out loud before going all the time. <laughs> so I'm like in my living room. And Christie's learned to like, just kind of like laugh at me as I'm doing this. Cause I just go through this yeah. whole thing where I'm just, I'm in my living room and I'm talking to her about it. Like, uh, you know, like I'm going to go, I don't really feel like going, I'm not very fast today. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go out and just going to get in six miles. It's fine. I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to yeah. hang out, you know? And I just go, I'll, I'll go on for like 15 minutes. I mean, it's terribly annoying to her, you know? And like, <laughs> and like, like objectively annoying, you know, it's not like she's I, like, I can imagine. It's, not, it's not like Christie's telling me that she's annoyed by me. No, yeah. I am being annoying. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm just sitting tell. here talking myself down for 15 minutes before going, <laughs> so I can lower my expectations, so that I'm not super sad if I don't PR, you know. And I'm like, oh just, my gosh, just like, no, it's not. I'm just gonna go. I'm just, just gonna get some miles in. 
It's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to go do that. I'm like, well, maybe I don't. I don't think I'm going to run. To, you know, I'm not going to run. It. And Chrissy's like, would you go run, please? Go, <laughs> go run. You need to go run. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. But I'm not going to go fast. I'm just going to go for a run. That's all. Yeah. If I've done that, the longer I do that, usually the faster I go. Really? <laughs> because in my head, usually there's, I think there's a subconscious thing knowing like, this could be my fastest day. And I'm trying yeah. to relieve the pressure off of that. And I'm just sitting yeah. there sandbagging myself to myself. <laughs> trying it, to relieve that pressure. Is it because you'll be disappointed if it's not your fastest day? Probably. Yeah. Well, not just probably. Okay. Yeah. See, 100%. Yeah, I'll be disappointed. that doesn't bother me. Because yeah. I've gone out tons of times and like trying to trying to really get a fast mile and trying to improve on a speed and intentionally doing it and very clearly failing for you know, we can, I can come up with excuses why, but the reality is it just didn't happen. And it just, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, that's ah, a bummer. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me that much. Sure. I'm like, Oh, I'll try again later. I'll try next yeah, time. It, it can, if I'm not in the right state of mind, it can ruin a day, you know, and oh, I'm, man, I'm pretty good funny. about not letting it affect too much. You know, pretty quick. I can snap out of it or whatever, but, um, yeah. And, and I've done better at, coming home which is so funny like okay so in the last couple months i've started to do better at this and uh but i've been running for is it 35 years or something like yeah. that and i'm just now like starting to work on it not completely affect my self-worth depending on that's how fast i was you know that what? day i'm proud i'm proud of you man <laughs> and uh really yeah good. man i went for a run the other day. i went we did uh we had running club uh this last week and we're not and i knew like i've been driving all day long uh, mm -hmm. My whole family is sick for two weeks. I've not the yeah. the workout you and I did our sprint workout, which yeah. we're going to talk about here in a moment because we, yes, we talk are. about that. <laughs> Spe but, speaking uh, of failure, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, so I had done that, and I think that's, and then I lifted at the gym a couple times. That's all I've done mm -hmm. in two weeks, and yeah. so, and then even before that, my running been very sporadic. The weather's been all kinds of crazy. Getting ready for the mountain, and I've been busy at work. So you know, all these things line up to where like I'm not in good condition right now. Oh, I'm in good mm -hmm. condition. I'm not in fast running condition right now. Right. Right. So, uh, anyway, so, so in that, I just like eat, eaten like a whole box of licorice while driving. Cause that's what happens when I drive a long ways. And so I just, I, I finally got myself to stop eating licorice 20 minutes before run club, you know? So, yeah. like, so like, okay, don't go run this thing fast. Why not enjoy the company of the people you're here right. with? You yeah. know, and yeah. so I did that and it was great. Like I, so I ran nice. with, yeah, I ran with uh, a couple of guys that are regulars there and stuff. And we took off and ran like an eight thirty for the first one actually did negative splits. We ran eight and eight thirty and eight minute and finished off with a seven thirty, And, nice. and it was a blast. And one of the guys with us that he, he PR'd his 5k with us for that one. Oh, and awesome. so that was also cool. Like we got to go because he told us ahead of time. He's like, okay, my goal is I'm going to try and run with you guys. I'm like, Hey, this is the right day to do nice. it. Let's do it. You know, yeah, then we all just yeah. kind of got just without talking, we just picked it up a little more, picked it up a little bit more. And, yeah. and finally coming down the last, probably like half mile, we were striding out pretty quick, you know, it was moving That's right awesome. along and, and, uh, and he was able to stick right with it. Cause we kind of eased into that and stuff. And so, yeah, it was fun. And then, so he was stoked. I got to have my fight carry stoke, you know, when people get to do that, like, ah, yes, yeah. I got to be a part of it. That's so much fun, Man. you know, That's always exciting. Rather than, um, you know, in other times I'll go to run club and like, I just kind of feel like taken off. And so yeah. I'll just, you know, like, I feel like going fast today. I really feel like going fast. I really need it. Then I'm just by myself. And then it's the well, run club's still say, fun because I get to have a beer with other people that, when I'm done. But 
Yeah, that defeats the purpose of the run club, it seems like to me, though, because then you're just not with anybody. And, and, well, and I kind of try to go back and forth between, again, what's my purpose? What do I need today? You know, and sometimes yeah. like, that's I'm really, I'm kind of excited to go fast or depending on what course yeah. it is. Like they have this course mm-hmm. set, I'm like, I don't want to see how quick I can do this. This looks really yeah. fun, actually, you know. I got so you. especially if we have like a downhill start so you can get that like really stride out as you're going yeah. to your first miles downhill. Then it's always yeah. like, ooh, how fast can I do this, you know? I don't know what this hill thing you're talking about is. <laughs> and then <laughs> also the faster you go, the better the beer tastes afterwards. So there's always that. Oh, they need course. to push hard yeah. enough for the beer to taste good, you know? Yeah. So obviously. I'm not an IPA fan unless I've just got done running. Then, man, any IPA <laughs> tastes so good. <laughs> Maybe that will turn me into a beer drinker. But I've never, I haven't experienced that. Yeah. No, they're cold beer. And now I guess um, – so there are things in beer that's actually really good for your recovery. You know, obviously mm. you're just drinking calories, so that's really good too. It's cold, it's liquid, all that's really good. Mm-hmm. And um, but the alcohol blocks some of the things that can help you with it. And I don't remember what those things were. You know, Everything. there's other people. Al- that know alcohol. Al- alcohol is the worst thing for you. Like yeah, alcohol just, is poison. It's, it's just as poison. It, your body, I don't, I don't think people realize this. There's a, for anyone curious, there's a really good book called This Naked Mind. Um, I don't remember who wrote it, um, but it's it's kind of written, directed towards, you know, people struggling with alcohol kind of addiction and how to come off that. But she lays things out really well that I feel like a lot of people don't have this, this base knowledge of. Essentially, you, anytime you ingest alcohol, it doesn't matter the percentage, your body shuts down your metabolism and goes mm. to fighting the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. no there's no situation where it's actually beneficial to have any alcohol aside yeah. from just I want to have alcohol right but it's just, there's nothing there's nothing good about it ever you know we all still do it and drink actually I haven't been drinking well, almost at all lately well but... there's a huge movement <laughs> towards you know the people younger than us there's a lot not drinking at all from what I understand yeah. alcohol sales are down you know like mm-hmm. it's not as common as it was and then there's um, sober bars opening up in places. I think you have a couple over really? on your side of the state. We don't have any in, in Spokane yet, but yeah, starting to do that. So it's like, oh, you can still go to a bar, but it's and they have non-alcoholic drinks there, you know. And Interesting. They're, and they're starting to make things. Um, I have a few friends that are sober, and uh, they said they actually make non-alcoholic hard alcohol now. So, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, basically, you can mimic if you like if you want a tequila shot, you can have a yeah. tequila shot, and there's no alcohol in it, but it tastes the huh. same. It has the bite, it has the burn, all that stuff. That's also really pleasurable, Weird. and just no alcohol effects. Or so if you want to like, like... yes, yeah, so if you want to make like a margarita, well, you know, like you know, a non-alcoholic margarita would taste horrible if it didn't have like the bite of the tequila. You know, you have that flavor too. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just juice. Well, it's still just juice, but let's add this bite in because you, you liked that, you know? He was drinking vinegar, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. But, it's uh, like you're just doing shots of apple cider vinegar all the time. <laughs> could do that. Which... I mean, really, you could train it because, you know, you can get used to anything, right? You could train yourself into that being just Whoa. as much fun. That is what I do. Like, right. I'll do it in my tea or I'll do, you know, spoonfuls or shots of it periodically. Like, it, it's, yeah, it, it works. It takes that. So job. many things like that are just, <laughs> we get used to certain rituals. We like rituals. Yeah. So we do them and you can change yeah. them into anything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for a while it was blueberries and yogurt was my nightly ritual, you know, and that's what yeah. I needed every night to go to sleep now, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's just yeah. what I set myself into. 
But uh, anyway, no, that to be said, then uh, if you drink non-alcoholic beer, you get all the benefits from a beer because it's still made from hops, still mm-hmm. got all that stuff, still all the calories, all that. Yeah, and yeah. without the alcohol blocking all that stuff. And um, yeah, but we were lied to for so long with, do you remember when it was like a gl- one glass of wine is good for your heart? One glass of wine oh. a day, stuff yeah. like that. They would say, yeah. and to realize like now when you look at those same studies, especially I feel like. Post pandemic, we've all gotten used to actually looking at studies and being like, wait a second, you're doing this backwards. Yeah. You, you missed the key components <laughs> to why this was. This was just, yeah. this wasn't what it was here. What we actually was going on is uh, people that can afford to drink a glass of red wine every night. Okay, are they probably mm-hmm. eating a nice meal every night too? You know, yeah. are they probably also pretty wealthy? Are they probably also then have a gym membership? You know, yeah. what other components in here? But picture a person that drinks a glass of red wine every night. Yeah, they probably have all kinds of other things that would make it so they're probably not going to get heart disease, and it had yeah. nothing with the wine <laughs> to <Yeah>. do with <laughs> what is, what else is in the lifestyle of someone that drinks a glass of red wine every night, you know? Yeah, so exactly. you know they, they probably are yeah just being wealthy. That alone yeah. usually would set you up to not have heart disease, you know? Man, that's the uh, that's the biggest probably the most beneficial class I ever had in college was a research class, just how <laughs> to conduct and read research. And right. That was the entire class. And that was, I, I remember thinking during that time, like, oh, this is like, why, like everyone should know how to do this. Like things are yeah. not as clear as like the summary of a research paper. Right. You know, you can't read the headline and take everything. You need to look at every aspect of it. Um, Especially as we know now, those, those headlines are always lying because headlines are advertising. Right. Like that is, that's kind of the point. (laughs) Yeah. I remember I had a professor say the, the, um, the best takeaway I had uh, any professor say was with enough money, you can find research that supports any theory. Yeah. Or or any hypothesis. Right. There's, you can always find something that will support your idea. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's right. But like with enough money, you can always do it. You can pull specific rare studies, find the correlation, put them together and done. You now can show why processed sugar is really, really good for you. Right. Totally. (laughs) Like I think I can make that argument right now. It's full on not true. I won't believe it. I think I can make that argument just fine and get get some people on my side, you know? (laughs) Well, you're you're also really good at spinning things into making them sound good. So (laughs) you you have a talent for that. (laughs) You want to go hike up this thing? It's only a couple miles. It might be 10, but it's probably like one. It's fine. It's going to be great. Where's the the top? The top's always around the next corner. You know, (laughs) and the the key to being good at that, though, is that you got to really believe it. And I do believe the top is around that next corner. I full on believe it. I've already talked myself into it. I I'm a true believer the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when and I, hey, I'm like I'm like seventy percent of the time I'm there right with you because it's like yeah. when you're going for a hard run, you just you only got to get to the next tree. It's fine. right. And then yeah. oh, and then well, no, then I mean the next tree. I didn't mean that tree. I meant to the next tree. And is then, that where this comes from that we kind of needed to talk ourselves into this? Just being being active and young, right? And and pushing yourself when you're you know, 12, you needed yeah. to trick yourself into this cause it's miserable, you know? And at 12, you don't want to be miserable. And so then you no, got to find games or things to make it so that it's not, you know, and yeah, yeah kind of trick yourself into it. Either trick yourself or just you, you can't, the, the pressure put on yourself that you cannot fail. At least for me mm-hmm. at that age, 14 mm-hmm. years old or whatever, le- learning to run distance, learning to run some miles in Puyallup and, and just thinking, 
you cannot fail. This is this is part of your life, whether you chose mm-hmm. it or not. You do this, and you have to make it to that tree. You can stop at the tree, but you have to make it to the tree. Now you can't actually stop at the tree. You got to stop at the next tree. You know, like just like yeah. pushing that boundary further and further of what you need to achieve. I, it's all, man, for me, it was all self-imposed of I need to live up to this, especially in, sure. at that time when I was learning at the adolescence. You know, and I frame. think. I think that that process, uh, you know, I've heard people talk about it being, you know, things like that, um, you know, how, how you were raised or something like that, or this kind of thing, like, oh, I was tricked into all these things and whatever, and it was <laughs> unhealthier. Um, yeah. no, different things are healthy at different times. So I think totally that what was driven into me, uh, from our dad was if you're going for a run, you run always. Mm. And you, and meaning no walking period, no matter how you feel. And if things, yeah. if you hit a wall and you can't run anymore, then you keep running, not moving. You okay. don't have to be moving forward. It doesn't matter how fast you're going forward. You do yeah. not stop running in a run. And having that driven in at like eight years old was a really good thing for me for that time. You know, it's like, it's good to brainwash children in positive ways, right? In order to do that. Yeah. And then as we get older, we're then now allowed to add nuance to it. And so now when I'm doing like a hard trail run, well, no, walking actually makes all the sense in the world here if I'm trying to get the best time. Running yeah. is not, it's not always faster. That's not always true, right? But to build in that discipline as a kid, and I still, yeah. I still though, hear my dad in my head, and I still feel like a failure occasionally when mm-hmm. I'm, uh, whenever I do walk. And even though, like, I walked and now I'm actually going faster, this makes more yeah. sense here. There's a strategy. And, uh, yeah, but I still hear my dad in my head, like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're not a runner if you walk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then That's, being a runner, I, being a runner, not a jogger too, was the other thing. Like, no, you can't be a jogger. Mm. You know, we don't, you don't want that label on you. <laughs> That's interesting to hear where all of that came from, because I, I got that from you. Yeah. Very vividly that all those lessons were passed down for obviously, apparently from dad to you, to, to yep. you, to me, but man, those are, those are still in my head. Mm-hmm. probably because i don't do longer distances but man yeah you don't you don't stop you yeah. go every time i stop on a run is right away i'm like the run beat me that was a mm. mental failure i i i am not hard on myself about it but i'm very clear with myself that was a failure i failed because right. i had yeah. to stop it doesn't matter like there's no there's not a ton of weight on it but man those are the words if that was a failure right there right because i had I'll feel to that stop, too you know yeah i feel that man. or i'll feel or the other way around where often leah like i have to consciously remind myself no you decided to do this and this is healthy for you to stop right now this is the yeah. right thing to do but i actually have to like talk my like especially man you know a couple of years ago when we were hitting like it's like 110 degrees outside and you know going for a run and stuff i'm like i'm getting dizzy I'm going to stop and walk and then I have yeah, to stop. Yeah. And then I have to also tell myself that you need to walk right now. This is appropriate. It's too hot. This yeah. is what you need. This is what's healthy for your body. You're not mm-hmm. failing. You're making a decision, you know, but I have right. to like walk myself through that though. Cause I have to unwind that, that brainwashing that, that was really good for me athletically. Yeah. But in this, in this case, no, I need to make a different change. I need to be an adult, make my own decisions now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that's totally me. valid. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of failure, let, let's get into the workout. Cause yeah. I actually got, we're, we're, we're rolling. I got to wrap it up pretty soon. I know, man, um, we didn't, we, you know, we haven't talked in so long and we got to like catch up and like, it's, it's been forever. a couple of weeks and, uh, yeah. I'm like, 
life's happened a whole bunch and i man. know tons yeah okay so the workout we were supposed to do all right was, remind this, go this ahead was, and say what the workout is because yeah. i don't so think i one, could explain it this was one of mine that one of my trainers some years ago came up with for a good 25 minute cardio and it's <clears throat> on a treadmill you match your incline and your speed and you do 30 seconds on 30 seconds off five times then you increase your in your incline and your speed same thing 30 on 30 off five times and then you increase again 30 on 30 off five times and then you go back down so example would be five miles an hour at a five incline and then you bump five times and then you bump up to seven incline seven speed bump up to you know nine seven incline or nine incline nine speed and then back down um now for me the problem i ran into is i have not been doing this in a sprint capacity in a long time mm. i've been doing it as cardio so i've been doing it as like just getting my heart rate up to you know 140 just steady cardio but not like a sprint because the way this is designed to feel is you do your first one should feel really should be easy should be relatively slow mm -hmm. should be very very attainable nothing hard about it your second one should be hard Mm -hmm. And then your mm -hmm. third one, the highest, should be nearly unattainable. Mm -hmm. And that will make the, what was hard really hard and what was easy hard. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And if you have to – if you're failing and you can't keep up, then you, when you adjust your speed, you have to adjust your incline as well. So everything just moves at the same time. And because you still only have 30 seconds in between levels – it times out exactly at 25 minutes. So it's just mm -hmm. it's an easy, straightforward um, cardio program to follow. Um, but like I said, because I haven't been doing it in a sprint capacity lately, my, uh, my memory of what I could do, my eyes were a little bigger than then <laughs> my yeah. my attempt, yeah, were. my attempt <laughs> and you know when I texted it to you, I was going to tell you that you should not try to mimic my speeds. Um, be for okay. a lot of reasons but i don't think i did take it. i just adjusted immediately okay good <laughs> because, so what i was trying to do and this is based off one i know i've done before i i think actually i'm anyway um mm -hmm. so i was trying to do less sure now after doing it right? well yeah and i'm thinking through the examples when i did do it anyway i'll say that in a second uh, what i was trying to do was seven nine eleven so seven incline seven mm -hmm. seven speed Nine incline, nine speed, eleven miles per hour, eleven incline. Um, and eleven miles per hour is isn't that five thirty pace? I think. I have no idea. <laughs> I fast. think it's five thirty pace, it's fast. which at an eleven incline is really really fast. fast. Like flat, I can be at thirty seconds just fine. At an eleven, yeah. that was it, really it's hard. very fast. Um, and so yeah. thinking back to it, when I would do this with my buddy with Brian, um, we would do it together, and I think I was always doing like. 10 or 10 5 on the high end and then i would increase mm -hmm. it during i don't think i would sure. start okay. at 11 i think i would end at 11 before i'd work my way back mm -hmm. down so i man seven easy no problem nine hard totally doable 11 the first one i thought uh oh <laughs> i don't i don't know if i can right. do this i i did about five seconds in, right? It was like, I got, I, I took 10 steps and was like, I don't, I'm going to fall over. Like, this doesn't work at all. Yeah. I, I did the first one and I just told myself, you, you can do it. You can still do it. You can do it. Um, I mm -hmm. did three. I did three at 11. 
and then okay. and then I have uh, popped down to ten and a half, and then popped down to ten. Um, for, yeah. for the that that highest interval. Uh, think I I was just telling myself, Mike, you can like you you can do it. You can stay here. Just push through. It's only thirty seconds. You know, like I just I look out the window. I drive my knees, and I don't look at the clock, and I count to. Well, I think I count to 20. Like, I count 20 steps, and then I can look at my time. Sure. Okay, what's my time at now? And it's usually, you know, I have, you know, 15 or 10 seconds left or something, you know, at least something to get my mind off of how far, how long it actually takes. Because it goes from, you know, yeah. th- feeling like it's going to go pretty quick to just it's taking for as long as 30 seconds ever, you know, when you hit that speed. Yeah. And then working back down, I went down to nine, and I think I did one at nine. And then I had to go down to eight and a half and then I mm-hmm. had to go down to eight and I think I finished at eight and then I finished at seven wasn't, wasn't as big a deal, but oh my gosh, I failed so bad and like heart just pounding out of my chest. Like, like I have, yeah. I haven't done in a long time. And the darn 30 second rest is really <laughs> annoying. Like really annoying. Why was it annoying for you? <laughs> well, actually I'd say on both ends, everything was too short. So I could have recovered while running, but it's too short. I could have recovered while not running, but it's too short. <laughs> There's no place to recover. Like there was nowhere to get used to anything. Like the whole thing every time was just like, so first of all, so my experience was at, at the seven and seven, that was um, almost annoyingly easy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want the break. Yeah. Like totally. I was no, yep. seven, seven miles per hour at seven incline. Totally comfortable. You don't, you do yeah, not, not need, breathing hard. You don't need the rest. Don't need the rest. Yeah. I'm making myself do it. And like, that's oh, just annoying to take rest, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, and I, then, yeah, I gotcha. uh, <laughs> and then bumping up, just bumping the speed up would have just been kind of nice, mm-hmm. but the darn incline yep. makes that so much harder. Yep. So then we went to nines. And now the other thing I struggled with was, okay, how do you rest? Because, um, the speed up, the increasing the speed and decreasing the speed. And then did you full rest? Did you just stop? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So no, I did not do no, that. No, there's no walking. There's no nothing. I I okay. I hop, so do you jump the, off and put... jump to the side? Um, if I'm on the middle one, if I'm on the nine nine, then I'm just standing there. Um, if I need to, I'll step off the back and I'll kind of like pace small steps back and forth. When I'm on the eleven, okay. Sometimes it's hopping off the back and nearly on my knees and my head and my hand, and then breathing <laughs> as hard as I can, as trying to slow my breath as fast as possible before I have to look at the clock yeah. and see what time is left. Okay, so I was adjusting the speed up and down. Oh. Which then, so what I did do in order to compensate for that is I probably took more total time because I mm-hmm. wanted to be true to 30 seconds at right, this speed. Right. And then my rest, though, I did my rest at like three miles an hour. Okay. So I walked through my rest okay. instead. And so, so anyway, so that's what I did. So then I just increased the time of each one. So I did 30 second rest, increased the speed, then I go, then I start my 30 yeah, seconds yeah. there. And so there was a little more of this in-between thing that wasn't rest and wasn't speed. Yeah. It was just kind of, probably, you know, whatever it takes it for the treadmill. It probably burned your, your energy more than, more than it would have. Probably. It, it definitely, and it definitely added an extra five seconds on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. for it to speed up and for it to slow down. Yeah. So anyway, so I did that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, so sevens was annoyingly yeah. easy. Nines felt pretty good. Yeah. Like I was okay mm-hmm. there. And then, and then thinking through, okay, bumping through 11s, I'm going to, I got this. Yeah. It's only 30 so, seconds. No big deal. The nine was, the, but the nine feel hard. Hard, but not, yeah. it wasn't killing. Right. Hard, yeah. but doable, it was, right? Yeah. Okay. Very doable. Then, then, then and and it was okay. 
Were and you... I still would have preferred it to be at a minute on minute off instead. Because again, the 30 second yeah. on both ends was so annoyingly <laughs> short <laughs> to where I couldn't get into rhythm running yeah. and I can't rest here. And like, anyway. You're such a distance runner. Um, um, what do you, what, were you going to do 11 from the outset or were you kind of gauging it on how the nine felt? I was going to try everything. Okay. I wanted to know what it felt like yeah. and then adjust. Yeah. And so nines are fine. And I wanted to stay true to the incline no matter what. Right. And then I was going to adjust the speed to whatever's safe mm-hmm. just so I can complete the workout. Okay. So, so that's what I did. So, and then I bumped up to 11 and 11. And again, I can run at 530 pace just fine. Yeah. But uh, at 11 incline, that was so fast. It's really like My fast. legs are just falling out from under yep. me. And uh, like basically at that kind of an incline, that is as fast as my legs will move. Yeah. I was wondering so, if they were going to be able to move that quick. Yeah. That is as quick. It will. And they, that was as fast as they can move for. 10 seconds yeah like that is all out for me and so i hopped on there and i got 10 seconds at 11 and bumped it right back down and so (laughs) yeah and i think i was sitting right around i think i did more like the rest of my did like a nine and a half at the 11 incline yeah because i just didn't have a leg speed for it um also on at the end of every single one of them wanted to puke yep. like didn't but i was close yep. every single time yeah me too and then went back down to the nines and the nines were again hard mm-hmm. but it was fine yeah and then when i got to the sevens fully recovered yeah felt fine <laughs> like should i do it again what do i do now yeah. like because really the sevens were yeah again kind of annoyingly easy yeah like yeah and anyway and then the last um couple I actually ran longer because I was just getting so annoyed with <laughs> stopping and starting so much. <laughs> like, no, I'm running longer than this. This is driving me crazy. Man. Um, but yeah, it went from going, but it did ramp it up from going like, okay, um, comfortable. Ooh, this is a hard workout. Oh, I'm going to throw up every single time all the way back down to like, oh, I'm fine again. Yeah. Just fine. And I don't even want to stop yeah. yet. You know, I don't want, you know, here I was, fa- I failed. And here I actually don't even want yeah. to stop. It was, you know, it was a weird, it was a weird one for sure. Well, and that's, and that's what a sprinter's workouts are because mm-hmm. you're trying to maximize leg speed and power and explosiveness and explosiveness and power isn't meant to last for a long time. And so you're trying right. to get to this peak red line. Well, you're not trying to get the red line of the heart rate, but you end up if you're doing it correctly, getting to like the peak of your heart rate, red light in your heart rate. But if you're in good shape, yeah, the recovery should be very instantaneous. Like it should you be. That I bad. didn't check my, I'm going to have to check it out. I, I didn't, I haven't, didn't check my heart rate afterwards. I have to look at it and see yeah, my, mine isn't where I ended up enough. on that workout. I wasn't wearing a, a good enough but, uh, strap to, to track where mine was. I, uh, my watch, I think is, it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. So it does okay with that. I did like grab the treadmill and have it tell me, but by the time when I, as soon as I grab it, now I'm on my recovery part and my heart rate tends to drop pretty quick. Right. There's no way I wasn't in the 180 range yeah. while running, but I was instantly in the 160 range yeah. by the time I grabbed the thing. Yeah. So well, that, that's like, I mean, you know, it's not very accurate. if you're in good shape, good cardiovascular shape and you're doing a sprint type of a thing, like your heart rate should recover very fast. I mean, yeah, because it's only thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't that much of it, yeah. so the heart rate does come down from that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. it man. <laughs> I love the 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 distance bent that you your all of your words have of like of how it was hard. <laughs> You're admitting that it was difficult, but also, but it was just so easy and so dumb because it was so short. 
<laughs> we barely did anything. I got to the end of it. Actually, so here's literally here's the distance runner version. The the problem with this from the distance runner perspective is that's the trouble. When I as soon as I hit sevens, I'm like, okay, do I do a run workout now? Like when do I when does my workout start? Because <laughs> yeah, I just did this thing, whatever this was, and now I think I need to go for a run. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... That what I wouldn't I guess I wouldn't actually describe that as a as a sprinter's workout, but it's man, it's a, such a good one for quick cardio that gets your leg speed really moving and having to cycle yeah. fast, you know. And adding the incline forces you into an actual sprint. Yeah. You know, and you know, so that is what has so even though five thirty pace is not sprinting pace at mm-hmm. all, but at the incline and it actually it is right. your body's behaving exactly the same, you know, so hills are sprint workouts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. You haven't, because the incline makes you lean forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you're on your toes. You are doing a sprint workout now, yeah. even though the, the paces are not the same yeah. and your leg turnover is way quicker too. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I think you sent me a, a, a meme the other couple of weeks ago about like an, uh, a two miler joining in an 800, uh, 800 runners workout. It's like 400s or really mm-hmm. 800 uh, at, at pace or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah, and he was yeah. like, it was a four, 400 at pace. 400 yeah, at pace. 400 and, the, pace. and the guy afterwards yeah. was like, was like, okay, yeah. So this is, this is the workout, I guess, you know, like, like kind of confused <laughs> by it. And man, I, I still have like, it was funny. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> because, well, then there was the other one. The the my the one of the guy first four hundred meters of your of of running at your mile race pace. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if gosh. you just run four hundred meters at your one mile race pace, that's the hardest four hundred meters you can run. It's so difficult. I mean, and for some reason you can do four of them, but one of them's really hard. Yeah. We're do- we're <laughs> it feels like the hardest thing you can do. We were doing that what was that track workout we did recently? The four twenty five four hundreds, right? Yeah, four hundreds, twenty five. Because that was the thing, the yeah. first couple of those were so hard well i mean you and i had different experiences for that for (laughs) obvious uh weather reasons but the first the first four even for me i'm like oh my gosh this and this isn't that fast i'm only six minute mile pace and i'm dying right you know it feels so difficult to push anything (laughs) it's so funny like yeah running hard for one minute is way harder than running hard for five minutes yeah yeah it is (laughs) even when yeah when i was racing a bunch you know back in the day uh, my 800 meter was faster than my 400 meter, yeah. uh, pace wise, you know, okay. so I could run, I've barely been under 60 seconds for 400. That's as fast as I can move. If I'm going from a stop, that's it's about a, I think I've hit 57 seconds, something like that. And my 800, uh, meter pace, I, um, or exact, I think my fastest is 154. Yeah. So I can run 800 at a faster pace than I can run a 400. It just doesn't make like significantly. sense. It doesn't take you a lap to get your momentum going or something. I think that's it. I think I'm just so slow starting. Man. Like I just have no burst of speed thought, at all. I was slow but starting. But it took me a whole man. lap to get up to speed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the first 400 I ever ran is the first, uh, first meet in high school that I ever had. And I had never done a 400 you know this man my experience in in a high school track was so unique because i just got thrown into everything that looked like i might be able to do and so yeah. i got thrown into 400 and my coach said follow there, there's like three of us from my high school uh in this race and he's like follow this person he's like he'll be, he'll be <laughs> a very good pace for you you know just basically just try to keep up right knowing that he yeah. was the best in our school at the 400 so he's not you're not, you're not mm-hmm. gonna keep up but do your best 
and we took off we're going and i think i got to like the middle of the back stretch or something and i'm like this mm-hmm. guy's going so slow of course not knowing <laughs> about a 400 either but, but right. i'm like this guy's this kid i can't i can so i'm gonna go faster right i'm gonna blow past this kid so i went past him yeah. hit the corner and and did comfortably beat him very well um and coming down mm-hmm. but you know in typical 400 fashion coming down the back stretch and your legs just all of a sudden don't work anymore and you're like I right. mean, you don't know this as a distance runner but sprinters know this <laughs> that you come around that home stretch and your legs just like you're driving your knees as high as you can and they're barely making it in front of the other leg and uh finished done just completely done it messed up my pole vaulting later that day got super hurt on mm-hmm. my first meet but uh turned out i was following the wrong kid <laughs> i passed the kid and then the kid i was supposed to keep up with won the race and i was supposed to like be following him the whole time i just oh, okay. i got so confused I'm like man why is this kid going so slow I'm like follow him right i, can, I don't need to follow this guy <laughs> yeah those darn 400s that's yeah and then yeah so i i do experience that i have had my legs just decide not move anymore but usually that's two miles in so <laughs> Oh man! Well, when the was sometime, I'll come over. We'll do a fart look together. That'll be a fun one. And then we'll do maybe we'll yeah. do like a real sprint workout, a true one. Yeah. And and see how it goes. Um, Sounds good. I got to wrap it up here, and so we'll uh, cool. we'll chat more later. 